Hi, I'm Brett Hickey, founder and CEO of Star Mountain Capital. Excited to be here today with the Harvard Alumni Entrepreneurs event, which I sit on the global board of, with uh, Justin Joffe to talk about uh, building his business, Henry the Dentist, which you'll learn more about shortly. And Justin's going to share some experiences in building his business and in raising capital and financing the growth of his business so that hopefully some of those learning lessons can be of value to uh, all of you. And with that, you. uh, Justin, uh, congratulations on your success today and to come. Tell us a little bit about your background and, and Henry and what you've built and uh, then we'll get into some Q&A around sure. how you financed it. Great. Thanks, Brett. Pleasure to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, so I started Henry basically on a napkin idea about three years ago. Uh, and we launched about two years ago, so we've, we've got a couple of uh, couple of patients under our belts at this point. Uh, so Henry provides on-site dental care to large employer groups. So we now sign up over 100 companies. We go to the likes of uh, Unilever, Novartis, Urban Outfitters, Jet.com, uh, Merck, UPS, large employer groups. Uh, we pr bring the dentist to those employees. So we have multiple delivery models in New Jersey and, and Georgia and like larger states. We'll bring a full-scale vehicle on-site. Uh, it arrives at a parking lot. We've got a dental team. We've got dental hygienists. Uh, Forty percent of people today don't go to the dentist, so we're really solving the number one issue Amazing. of convenience and elevated. Brand so not experience. a lot of excuses of why they can't get to not the dentist. Not a lot. You when walk you show out of right? the parking lot, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's shocking to me that people yeah. have you know coverage. We know that we're supposed to take care of our health. There's literally no cost to walk in and get your service done, and people don't go. Yeah. Uh, so it's a huge pain point in the market. So uh, we launched two years ago. We're now in uh, New York, New Jersey. Atlanta, Georgia, and Pennsylvania. Uh, we've grown to a little over 65 people, over 100 clients, That's and uh, so far we're having a lot of fun. That's, That's awesome. what we do. And how, and how many uh, vehicles do you have? How many Henry vehicles are out there uh, servicing we're all people about now? 10 at the moment. That's so, great. you know, each state has a clustering where we have a, a hub and spoke. Yeah. So, we have a brick and mortar, and then mobile vehicles. The vehicles will go out into the market. They'll go to Merck, UPS, Unilever. They'll see patients for the week. If patients need care in between, they can come to a different client site in the area or refer back mm -hmm. to our brick and mortar practice. That's great. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, the financing solution. I think a lot of people think about, well, I just need to raise money, and they mm -hmm. go run around asking for yeah. money from anybody. Um, maybe two things here. One, what did you do and how have you financed your business? Mm -hmm. And now that you've been through those learning lessons, what would you share with other people in hindsight and yeah. now how you approach um, you know, the continued financing growth of your business? Yeah, absolutely. So this, this is my third venture. I've been through the funding landscape multiple times. Uh, I'm really happy with the way it's landed working out with Henry, largely because of the, the quality and relationships with the investors. So I'm happy to talk about that and, and the previous work and examples as well. That's great. Um, so we started off the first year, it was you know self-funded. I basically worked out of my apartment, um, had a little bit of savings so that I could, you know, eat ramen noodles for a year, you know, like all the, like the teenage, Not starve at least. Teenage, yeah, exactly. Ramen noodles can get you pretty far, three meals a day. Uh, but really spent the first year doing that. I actually applied to the Harvard um, Business Plan Competition, one best early stage startup company with, you know, a PowerPoint deck. But the best thing about that was it gave me six months of free WeWork space. So mm. I worked out of WeWork. So I, I hustled uh, and did a little bit of everything on my own, one man band for the first year. Um, I sort of had come up with a concept and knew this industry is what I wanted to work in, $130 billion, highly fragmented, highly profitable. So I partnered with one of my good friends who's a dentist, mm -hmm. um, and he became dental director and co-founder, so I had some dental knowledge and experience in, in the partnership. Um, but then right after that, to get the first product, which is not cheap to build a you know, fully custom RB Winnebago into a dental practice, sure. I raised an SBA loan. 
-hmm. saw that the SBA loan off the ground, that was really helpful because most traditional banks won't lend to a startup company. Mm -hmm. You need two years of tax returns, profitability, you know, interest coverage ratios, no, no bank's going to lend. <laughs> uh, and in the very beginning, even the VC market, regardless of how much money's out there and regardless of who talks about you know, tech and hypergrowth, we were talking about a very small Venn diagram of a VC fund that invests at that stage in consumer, in retail, with a brick and mortar element, an unproven concept, was not actually easy to raise money at all. I probably had 100 investor meetings before I got the first check. Mm -hmm. um, so I raised an SBA loan, launched the first product, and by that point I had a team, product, some customers, some references, raised a small friends and family And you have rounds. to guarantee an SBA loan yeah, as well? Personally so guarantee it's real, it's real skin it's real. in the game. It's real. So I didn't take salary for the first year and a half. I put mm -hmm. you know, personal savings into the business to, to fund mm -hmm. some of the working capital. Um, took an SBA loan. I think that demonstrated to investors a lot of commitment. Sure. Uh, then we raised a friends and family. Uh, most of my friends were putting in relatively small checks, not enough to really raise. Mm -hmm. So we took the first institutional money as a convertible debt mm -hmm. because it was hard to price a business at that round. So mm -hmm. we put a cap on the note, discount to the price Series A. Then we raised a Series A around uh, 12 months after that. So basically it was 12 months of myself, about 12 months using SBA, friends, family, and pre-seed, mm -hmm. and then the next about 12 months or so with the Series A money. And that came in with uh, 400 ventures uh, and brand foundry ventures and trail mix ventures led the earlier two rounds. So really, really great partners. Um, overall, I'll say that the quality of money is not all made equal. Mm -hmm. um, the person <laughs> behind the money is really, really important. It's really hard to say that because beggars can't be choosers and mm -hmm. if you don't have money and you want to have a shot on goal and you can't pick who you want, you're going to take the money from who you want but, uh, or you can. But, but time eventually arrives mm -hmm. and if you defer these problems uh, and you put up these crazy projections because you think that's what's going to get investors, guess what? The two-year projection that you put out, at some point, two years arrives. Yeah. So you've got to be honest with your <laughs> and investors. And you likely won't have gone like Exactly. This, you know? Like that infamous <laughs> hockey stick that everyone says throws out the window. I, you know, I think we earned a lot of credibility by always being on track against our milestones. We That's didn't great. have some crazy delusional hockey stick that we created. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, we have to show enough scale. So we're in a $130 billion category. Here's how we can become a billion-dollar company. But I didn't promise a billion-dollar company in three to five years. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the, the, the giant eraser on a term sheet comes out two years later when you're not on track. Yeah. So you got to be honest. you got to find investors that believe in your vision, your execution, um, that have the capital to support. Um, and that aren't going to really be breathing down your back every single day because your job should be to operate and grow the business, not to report to investors. I think that's a, a few great tips there. When we, we look at about 1,000 businesses a year and we invest in around 20, 25 mm -hmm. of them, every single financial model projection that we look at and go mm -hmm. through, we say, well, here's management case, mm -hmm. and then we haircut to be, well, here's kind of our right. credit case, yeah, and we say, yeah. yeah, this is what yeah. we realistically think mm -hmm. can happen, which is almost never what the management right. says. So I think that you having the foresight, um, being through a few ventures to build that trust, which is yeah. a critical thing with your investors, is, is great advice for people. And uh, I think the, the story of truly building a business, self-financing it, finding wherever you can get capital, guaranteeing money from the SBA mm -hmm. to borrow, you know, cost-effective mm -hmm. money from mm -hmm. the SBA then, but personally guaranteed, mm -hmm. so that's real, yeah. additional real skin in the game, yeah. right? Um, to make sure that, that you're focused on the ramen noodles mm -hmm. um, <laughs> is really critical in building it. And then ultimately, capital does become a commodity, and mm -hmm. so it's about the right partners. So yeah. now that you've gotten the business to where you're at, which I think that's a great 
uh, number of learning lessons for people. Mm -hmm. Now what are you focused on taking it to the next level? Mm -hmm. What are some of the considerations that you think of for your next phase of either type of capital mm -hmm. uh, and or partners? Yep. So I think each dollar and each round needs to get you to the next milestone with mm -hmm. a bit of buffer. Uh, so at each inflection point, we had a sort of value creation milestone that we wanted to hit. So it was pre-product, then we launched our product, we got our first customer, we expanded to our first hub and spoke, then we did multi-state. Now the question for our Series B, which we'll be going out for you know, pretty imminently, is can we replicate a model? We say, okay, if we want to hit five more states next year, mm -hmm. it's going to take seven months, X amount of dollars, X amount of people, X amount of run rate. What are the KPIs leading up to that that say you're on or off track? Mm -hmm. uh, what is the realistic RAM for the next 12, 24 months, and what does run rate look like? That business case, we couldn't have done in a vacuum, or we would have made it up in Excel. At this point, we have enough traction data to show that. So mm -hmm. the Series B, if we go raise a you know, much larger round in the B, will much more be a rinse and repeat. Mm -hmm. uh, it's no longer sort of proving product market fit. It's no longer proving scalability. It's actually putting money behind growth. Now it's um, really execution oriented. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you know, as a result of the A, one of our key milestones was build the leadership team so that we know that there's a team capable of actually scaling it to the next level. You're not going to raise mm -hmm. the B to go hire the team. You have to have the team in place that can operate and scale the business relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. So you know, our milestones coming out of the A were can we operate multi-state in a controlled fashion with you know, consistent KPIs? Can we hire a leadership team? Can we figure out that model? And now the Series B will be to grow that. Now who it comes from, we're now starting to look at the difference between institutional mm -hmm. venture, mm -hmm. uh, private equity, uh, or strategics, mm -hmm. and that's a key question at the board level of saying, okay, we ideally want to keep rounds inside as much as possible. You bring on maybe one new lead, and then all of our existing guys pro rata up. Mm -hmm. We don't want an entire new cap table every single time you raise a round. Mm -hmm. So maybe bring in one larger check to lead the next round, so there's priced externally, then all of our existing guys re-ante up. The only other new money we'd bring in besides institutional would be uh, strategics. So either a strategic that you know we can get channel through, mm -hmm. or someone that sees us as a channel and would therefore one day buy us. So you kind of keep the ultimate acquirer closer to your chest, so that one day, you know, they really understand the business. Because no one, well, I wouldn't say no one, but very rarely does someone turn around and just write a big check to buy you mm -hmm. out of the blue. So you've got to build happen. trust, you build, build trust comfort. relationships yeah. over time. So we're thinking about that final step as early as today to make sure that we brought along the parties along the capital rounds uh, to be really vested in that outcome. That's great. Well, what a fantastic story and journey and another little uh, nugget of wisdom to make sure that it's called out for people is you've built the management team for the next phase. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might think, well, I'll get the money and then I'll get the people in right. place. You have right. to be able to demonstrate to investors that you have the capability, mm -hmm. you have the management team yeah. to execute the next phase. Exactly. I think that's really And your ability good to track learning. the talent. Sure. Right? Because making sure that high quality type A people want to join your business mm -hmm. is a big question mark at stages early like this. Sure. So proving out to Especially in the tightest labor market in 50 years. Right, exactly. So if you have a highly qualified gun, you know, who's mm -hmm. interested in your business and they made a big move from, you know, well-funded later stage company, that's a major, um, you know, milestone that investors look at and say, okay, you know, customers will want you, yes. Do people come back to you as, as you know, clients, yes. Do, do leadership team members want to join your team? Yes. That gives them confidence that you're onto something real. That's great. Well, Justin, again, congratulations. Thank you so awesome much. work. Uh, really thanks for it. the great time and tips for people. Thank Hopefully, you. that's helpful on many thanks, other Brett. journeys. Great to see you. Thanks, Thank Justin. You.